Welcome to the Woot and Why NFL podcast, proudly brought to you by William Hill, where you'll find faster, easier betting on the NFL. What's going on? It's the Woot and Wise Show. Josh Woot here. Some man. Josh Wise there. Yep. They can't see you pointing, Woot. Josh Wise. Point of the podcast. I'm pointing at you. <laughs> Point of the podcast. By the way, it's uh, it's been a good week for us. Uh, Chris Wessling gave us a shout out on Twitter this week after uh, I mentioned last week that I gave him an article idea. Uh, he does a weekly article, normally a list or some sort of think piece, and this one was the most trapped players in the NFL. So trapped by circumstance or situation, or trapped behind someone, or trapped by terrible coaching. In the case of Philip Rivers, who was ten on his list. Looking through his list, we we, uh, we really agree with a lot, probably pretty much everything that well, you West... can't disagree with. Anyone. No, they're, we, all... they're all they were on the money. Yeah. Um, I think Gurley and Luck being one and two was was good, and then we were trying to think of some others, but West rattled off a whole list of players at the bottom that just hit the nail on the head. So we very much enjoyed the piece, and and very much are thankful for the shout out from Mister Wessling himself. Yep, and recommend everyone go read it. Yeah, and check it out, and uh, hopefully we'll tee up an interview or get Wes on the show because it's about time. He's due. <laughs> He's due. We've had his boss on. It's about time we get uh, we get Mister Wessling on. Yeah. Uh, what else has been happening this week? Mm, not too much. Nothing at all involving Nothing, nah. the most influential position or or seat no, in the world. No, not the Australian cricket captain. Maybe the no. U.S. Maybe the U.S. presidential election. And Goodell looks like he's holding his position down. <laughs> so uh, yeah. No. Did so, you watch the third election? I did. Uh, third debate. Sorry. I did. I did. Yeah. Uh, it's very entertaining. I'll so, give him that. I'll so give him it's that. entertaining, but. So Channel 9 did each um, candidate, like, had their own screen, where if you watched it on, say, Sky News or something, it was split screen, and that really distracted me. I couldn't listen to what the one person was saying without looking at the other person. Like, Hillary's talking, and I'm just staring at Trump's face and all (laughs) the facial expressions that he does, and... The guy must have been, a, you know, a dried out sponge because he just kept going for the glass of water. It does look like a dried piece of fruit or maybe some coral. That's they been look like the polar left opposite. In the sun. Her yeah. face looks like it's just been pulled back and stretched over something like a. Jeez, I don't know. I don't know where you're going. No, it's... like I don't know, like yeah. a swimming cap, and then his face all looks like it's coming to the center of his face. Like, so... Facial go. analysis there of you the go. His U.S. Looks, presidential election. His face looks like it's melting. But then I couldn't... Yeah, I couldn't Which is ironic because he doesn't believe in climate change. <laughs> <laughs> it's real, mate. Uh, yeah, anyway. So, I... Uh, look, a little part of me wants Trump to win for the anarchy and it would be a great novelty for about two and a half weeks, but then the rest of me is like... Two and a half weeks later, and the novelty run wears off. We're in a real like 
oh, what the hell is going on? Yeah, it's, it's so. scary. I mean, the comedy will just run forever, yeah. and he'll never. But like, would see, he, if he was the president, Saturday Night Live, Saturday Night Live would just go to a whole new level for the next. I know three they'd years. have content forever, but yeah. See, that's the thing. He, the people that vote for him, if he was to win, they'd have his, you know, voter confidence kind of thing because they couldn't yep. back down on what they did. Yep. What they did, like it's a sin. Yeah. And then <laughs> the other, like. Whoever didn't vote for him just wouldn't... He wouldn't have the respect of America. It's just... I don't know. It's ridiculous. Exactly. And But, you know, it does spur some funny games. I noticed that you mentioned there was a funny game. There's a game where you act as Donald Trump's bodyguard and he's just standing on stage and someone's shooting a bullet at him and you have to time your run perfectly and dive in front of it. But it's... I it's thought it'd hilarious. be like you got to try to move out of the way oh, so no, the no, bullets no, no, hit no, Donald no. Trump. So, so what happens is it, go, it goes on and goes on and goes on, and yeah. then you you know he's wow. been called every racist thing under the sun. Yeah. But then so you end up you eventually are in like a sweatshop, okay, with people making the Donald Trump hats that he's yeah. Oh boy. So anyway, is that an app? No, it's it's online. Too. Okay, yeah. it's free. Some great games it's online. It's free, but it's funny. Uh, if. The Lunar Bowl is still in existence, depending on what happens in that election. We, you know, February is very far away. The world could be gone by then. But if it's, uh, if it's still on, we uh, just got to remind everyone. But the tickets are for, for sale for our Super Bowl party called the Lunar Bowl, held at Lunar Park in Sydney, yep. Australia, for all our Australian and Sydney listeners. It's $150 a ticket, unlimited booze, food, American buffet. You get a sailgate cruise to Lunar Park in the harbour pre-match. And yeah, plenty of entertainment. Uh, Hopefully, we'll have an NFL player there. Uh, we just got to lock that down. Yeah, and I mentioned it a couple of weeks ago about the Optus thing. And yep. talking to the organisers, that's starting to pick up. So now the Optus, Optus are involved. The Optus perks people. Uh, yeah, you know, yep. buying your tickets through there, it'll save you a twenty percent. So the Optus so. cause are involved. Cores save our sons. So a little bit of charity as well. Yeah. So please we'll, check think, that out. What we've got a couple hundred. Couple hundred your people. Uh, yeah, there's already? 200 to 250 tickets sold already, so it's gonna be you big. better get in fast. I know Super Bowl seems so far away, but you got to lock down those plans See, these days. Is... The Super Bowl is one of the biggest days on the sporting calendar anywhere. Yes, I mean, like if you're a real NFL fan and you're looking for the best place to go, I just it is. If I if I wasn't even involved with it, I'd be going. Yeah. but I look at it and it's just just one of those things where you. You regret it every year not planning something for New Year's Eve because the the week before you're just like, what are we doing? What are we doing? And you end mm. up just being disappointed. And I don't like New Year's Eve anyway. I think it's the most overrated day. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's just you a normal day. You never have fun. I hate New Year's Eve. Super Bowl is my favorite day of the year. Wow. And draft day. I love draft day. Except for when you have Ryan Grigson involved in the shit year. But anyway. That is, that's awesome. <laughs> we'll move on. Let's get to some NFL news. Fortunately, we have to start on a sour note. Giants kicker Josh Brown will not travel to the with the team to London for Week Seven against the Rams. Uh, I'm reading the Roto World blurb here because I think they're brutally and harshly honest here. Actually, not harshly. I think they're fairly honest. Uh, they're more than fair. Uh, Brown beat his wife multiple times. A new evidence came to light Wednesday night, and more continues to come out on Thursday. The NFL and the Giants said that they're unaware of the new findings, but it's been revealed that. It's been revealed that they it could easily have accessed the evidence. Deadspin talked about that. But it's been revealed in the afternoon by John Murray that the league actually helped Brown's now ex-wife switch hotel rooms at the Pro Bowl in January after a drunk Brown, a drunk Brown was pounding on the room door. So they had to move her to s- protect her from him. 
and the NFL only suspended him for one game. The Giants brought him back, activated him after he served his one-game suspension, and they still have him on their active roster. And... and Refused to cut him. Yeah. Which is just... It's unbelievable. Ridiculous in this day and age that... I know we love kickers and everything like that. Yeah, we're we're the biggest supporters of kickers and punters. But still, they're so out of all positions... There's, you know, it's not like it's just look, at, look at all the Aussies that we know are talented that don't have a, um, a job in the NFL. Yep. Go out and get one of them and Brad they'll Craddock. do the job better. Yeah. Exactly. This yeah. guy isn't, he's a good kicker, but he's not leaps and bounds above everyone no. else. And even if, he's, even, if he's star, even if he's your star quarterback, and I understand that's a totally different story, these actions <laughs> are nothing to mess around with. This is, this is ridiculous. Giants owner John Morris said on radio that he admitted to us that he abused his wife in the past. And it's a little unclear the extent of it. Well, maybe you should investigate a little bit further. If he's telling you these allegations and re- revelations, why are you still rostering him and continuing to keep him on your roster? So is he saying so Brown just approached him and said this is or, what's happening? Or they've inquired about it and he's admitted to them that he has abused his wife and that he's on the mend and, and counselling. And, so and, yeah, I can just imagine them going, all right, well, thanks for being honest with us. Yeah. And then just turning it a blind eye towards You can it. kick from 50, right? Yeah. Like, that's just, it's just ridiculous. And they still have him on the roster. You're keeping two kickers on your active roster right now. You've just signed Robbie Gold, and we'll get to that in a sec. And you're still keeping him on your roster. I don't understand it. Robbie Gold is better. Yeah. And, but That was a very gold decision. <laughs> no. Thank you. No. 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 Oh! No. no. <laughs> yeah, but... It doesn't. It's not like he's coming out and being super remorseful or anything either. No, it's just baffling. And Jamil Hill from ESPN, she tweeted, "Thank you, John Mara, for letting women know that there's an acceptable amount of physical violence we can suffer before it's taken seriously." I think she just nailed it, hit it on the head. And then any That's a- brutal. That's and then brutal. And massively brutal. And any Apple whose son plays for the Giants, so you know that this is her son's employer and boss that she's talking about. He says. She says, as a domestic violence survivor, reading these Mara comments makes me sad, angry, and completely baffled. He just doesn't get it. This is sad. So for her to speak out against her son's boss like that openly, it's a ton of credit for Annie Apple, and she won't, she'll won't. she keep fighting the good fight. And it's sad to hear that she's been through similar circumstances before. Um, I'm just glad Molly Brown is not associated with Josh Brown anymore. Mm. What, and, like, I know... This isn't the, you know, Ray Rice, that whole situation. Yep. Because there was, you know, footage of it. It was acted on so quickly. So, you yep. know, everything, it was done and yep. the Ravens got rid of him. And it was just, that's how quick it went when there yep. was, when that all came to light. When the, all right, I know there was a no, bit and of the N- Yeah, the about, NFL yeah. stuffed that up completely. Yeah, but like that whole thing aside, when, when that was decided and there was actual footage, it was, you know, so quick yeah. and straight to the point. But because this is just, you know, not hearsay, but... It's like written in a journal. Like, yeah. it shouldn't have to take footage for you to act quickly and swiftly. Exactly. And you think the NFL would learn from Greg Hardy and Ray Rice and act a little bit better. But I cannot believe that he got a one-game suspension to begin with, especially after reading that the NFL was aware and they had to move Molly Brown to another hotel room. You knew all that. You witnessed it. You are a part of it. You protected Josh Brown. By only giving him one... It's, sorry, you protected Molly Brown from Josh Brown and then you still only give him a one-game suspension. Mm-hmm. Roger Goodell's so out of touch, it's ridiculous. But the Giants can move on now. They've got Robbie Gold. Hopefully they release Josh Brown. 
Gold, Chicago's all-time leading scorer and one of the most accurate kickers in NFL history. So he's been out there available all this time. He he got released at the start of training camp, so they could have brought Robbie Gold in to start the year and had him all this way through. Just baffling, isn't it? Good job, Giants. Yeah, great uh, great work by you guys. Uh, Bill's first-round outside linebacker Shaq Lawson. He's been on pup with a shoulder injury, says he's 100%. So he returned to practice... Wednesday and is expected to make his NFL debut this week, but he might have a limited role. It's good to see him back. It's kind of come out of nowhere. He's sort of been quiet. You haven't heard much about his progress, and now suddenly the Bills are rolling and Shaq Lawson back on the field to really help their front seven. I know, it's bizarre because all these other players have been performing at such an elite level Mm. that you've totally forgot that this guy was, you know, coming back. I (laughs) I totally forgot he was coming back because Lorenzo Alexander and Zach Brown... Uh, defensive player of the year candidates Zach right Brown. now. Zach it's Brown. crazy. He's dreamy. All right. Last little bit of news is a weird web story. You got to get out of here. This is crazy. You're so weird. No. <laughs> You're really weird. You're so weird. Before we start, I just got a text from Emma. I'm supposed to be picking her up later on the train. And she, she got a lift to go to her mum and dad's. And I just wrote back, thanks, man. And then she goes, Man, I was like, mm, yep, yeah, my bad. <laughs> Oops. Anyway, Patriots coach Bill Belichick thinks that Microsoft Surface tablet makes his job harder. So hard, in fact, that he's done with the tablets and he's converting back to paper pictures. Did you hear this story during the week? I did. So he said, as you probably noticed, I'm done with the tablets. He said in a five minute and 25 second response on the tablets. If you know Bill Belichick, that's a, that's a world record. That's a mighty response for this guy. He said, they're just too undependable for me. I'm going to stick with pitches, which several other coaches do as well, because it's just, because there just isn't enough consistency in the performance of the tablets. I can't take it anymore. So he's this just done, is, he's just done it's with. A, it's a perfect opportunity for like, uh, another company that's not Microsoft Surface to come out and go, <laughs> like Apple, for example. It's, it's, Apple wouldn't do it, but just say Apple came out and went, the iPad wouldn't let you down. Unfortunately, go. Microsoft have a deal with the NFL, so I they know, have to I use, know. but he said it's not the brand, it's just tablets in general. Yeah. But, you know, it's free, you know, a- a- Apple is a struggling company, they're not worth a lot of money, so all this free advertising is really helping them. The footage of Bill Belichick slamming it down and, and Aaron Rodgers slamming it down as well. Is really great for Apple because they need all this free advertising need, and help. They just need, you know, a boost in sales. Yeah. So Microsoft Services have paid all this money for this deal, and I think it's actually bad publicity. I know no publicity is good. Apparently, is is good publicity. I asked, just ask Tic Tacs no, after all that Trump publicity is good publicity. Is that what? What it's, did I say? No publicity. Oh. Is good. <laughs> <laughs> so completely not hearing about your product well, yeah. is great. <laughs> Very um, meta <laughs> publicity where you don't even, it's just it's just purely just under the radar. No, um, you asked Tic Tacs that, about that because they released a statement after the Donald Trump video <laughs> from the Billy Bush bus where he mentioned Tic Tacs. <laughs> and? <laughs> anyway, so, uh, you know, all, what's the saying again? I've just completely gone blank. You said not. No, no, pub- no publicity is good publicity, and it, the saying is all publicity. Yeah, is so good publicity. all publicity is. Yeah, it's always good. It's yeah. all, no, but so you not think in it's this case. Bad, but it's good. Not in this case. It's in the media all the time. I know, but it's like, do you really want to buy a Microsoft Surface now? You've seen Bill Belichick slam it, and Aaron Rodgers, the best coach, the best quarterback, slamming Microsoft Surface. So a quarterback that's struggling, and a <laughs> coach, coach that's, that's old. <laughs> no, <laughs> he is a pretty much like a, this is his old man moment for Bill Belichick. So Microsoft Surface then released a statement obtained by business out, 
Insider, and they said that its surface still has positive reception from the members of the NFL. We respect Coach Belichick's decision, but stand behind the reliability of the surface. We continue to receive positive feedback on the surface devices on the sidelines from coaches, players, and team personnel across the league. In the instance where the sideline issues are reported in NFL games, we work closely with the NFL to quickly address and resolve. Sounds like, I don't know, sounds like damage control to me. Their their PR department is in... Full on meltdown mode. No, 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 everything's fine. Everything's fine. He's just an old man. I know, he's just the best coach of all time saying that our product sucks. He's just really, really old and he doesn't know, he doesn't understand technology. And it's not the first time because Bill Belichick has struggled with technology for many times. A few years back, he bemoaned in a post-match press conference about his inability to set the clock in his Toyota because he couldn't find the clock setting within the computer system of the car. He's old. He's, He's an old, old man, but yeah. he knows football. All right, time to recap Thursday Night Football. All right, Thursday Night Football today, another stinker. But get excited, though, because Titans-Jaguars next week is really going to change the path of Thursday Night Football forever and, and reignite the fun. I just want to drive this microphone into my brain. <laughs> drive the Microsoft Surface into your brain, man. Let it mold you. Green Bay 26, Chicago 10. A lot of takeaways from this game, even though it was a bit of a stinker. The Bears quarterback, really? yeah, a few. I think there's a few. I'll, no. The Bears, the Bears quarterback woes now. Brian Hoyer breaks his arm after taking a, a sack from Julius Peppers and Clay Matthews. The nature of the injury suggests Hoyer's season is likely over. And leaving Cutler is the obvious choice to start once his sprained thumb heals. So we wonder how quickly that'll heal now because it was smoking, taking its time. Smoking Jay Cuddy. Always bounces back, doesn't he? So Always. He's, he's going to have a decent end to the season. They're not going to know what to do with him and just keep him on. And their general manager said that they're keeping their options open with Cutler. It's not a done deal that he's going to be out at the end of the season. So the final two months of the season will pretty much act like a for him to salvage his career in Chicago. I don't know why he'd want to stay. I, I think he wants to go. I think he really wants to move on and start afresh somewhere else and, and, and win a Super Bowl in Arizona. <laughs> I can't wait for that. I can't wait for that to happen. God, People are going to dig up these tapes of our podcast because it's it's held on tapes, not yeah. not in the cloud in or in the archives, ether. Yeah. And it's like, wow, these Wooten White guys are on the Cutler Cardinals Super Bowl run. They were on it. They were on it 18 months early. <laughs> and sliding the, sliding the small frames of film or, or whatever. Or when the podcast us. ultimately just crashes into a flame flaming pit, that'll be one of the hot takes that like, yeah, that, that was where it all fell apart. Yeah, the 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 three weeks in a row where they've mentioned Cutler joining Arizona and winning Super Bowl that'll be the that'll be the death of it. But uh, yeah, it's it is interesting to see how he'll go over the next because Hoyer was playing fine and I think that really affected the line too. Like the Bears fell apart when obviously when Hoyer went down, the defense defense kept things interesting for a while but just couldn't hold on. And God, Matt Barkley, remember when we watched him beat UCLA in? In and LA, fifty guys, fifty deal, really and good. ninety thousand people screaming one more year. Mate, that one year was the that, worst this decision. financial decision of his life. Yeah, he um, was awful. He threw. He was, but saying that, I don't. You know, I don't. I know you've always got to be prepared, but yeah. he couldn't have been expected to go in, and he'd also never taken a snap behind that center. Yeah. And oh was, yeah. Look, the circumstances went fine, oh, but his, his last interception was probably the worst throw of the season oh, it was by anyone. But see, even his his first throw was a slide to the right to Alshon Jeffrey, and that was mm. good. Like he, it was just bizarre. He did drop one deep long ball, and Jeffrey just didn't know. Just Jeffrey lost it in the air. It actually dropped right in front of Jeffrey. I was yeah, like, wow, that was actually an accurate yeah, deep but ball. Jeffrey's probably like, oh, no one throws to me. Yeah, here. This yeah, is weird. This is ridiculous. Why did I get a deep ball? I feel sorry for Jeffrey, and he's. 
one of the Wesley, Wesley's trap players. Him and Nelson, because like in a similar thing, Nelson got open a few times, but it's kind of like he's lost his trust and connection with Rogers. Yeah, so I, I feel like Nelson hasn't recaptured his 2014 form. He just doesn't look as quick. Yeah, well, it, which is makes yeah. sense. He's two years Old older. And hurt, yeah, so. and and recovering from an ACL. So that's. I think we're just going to get used to. Uh, him not being good anymore or not being the number one target in Green Bay anymore. Mm-hmm. Do you think Devontae Adams has a chance to be the number one target now going forward? Because he... He's the only wide receiver on the whole team today that separated. Mm. Yeah. And then his touchdown catch was one where he didn't separate because yeah. Aaron just had to throw it. But he made a great play on the ball. And Cobb of, say, maybe not last year, but the year before and the year before that, he would have made the catches that he didn't make today, which mm. he could have. Yeah, he dropped two touchdown passes in the first half. Yeah, he he's got to hang on to both of those. Yeah, but he's he's looking okay. He's not. He's getting better. Yeah, uh, do you, not do you think better, Randall... but bouncing back. Yeah. Like he's just. But maybe we should lower expectations for Cobb. Maybe he just maybe he just had that one really good year. I think he was just the Is perfect Cobb a bit overrated. No, oh, I think it was just the perfect compliment to Nelson. So yeah, no. I think well, if he was on a different team, I reckon it might be it might be. T- yeah, I still, I still am confused with Mike McCarthy's play calling. Like the first series is really good because he's, he's got it all worked out. But then, like it's all scripted and drawn up well. But then after that, once teams figure it out, he he doesn't. I don't know. He can't seem to like think on his feet or be innovative or change the plays or change the routes or be a bit more creative if, to help the quarterback. Yeah, and if Hoyer was to stay in this game, I don't know how it would have ended. I can't... Yeah. yeah, it wouldn't have ended... Could have been a lot closer. See, but I'm taking nothing away from it whatsoever in regards to Green Bay's offense. Just nothing. Like, they didn't... They didn't... The the hype around them driving well and, pr- like, getting their game back on track, they were going up against the defense. I was completely exhausted because the offense was just putting them back out on the field all the time. Yeah, exactly. And it was, you know, everything was playing in favor of Green Bay. It was at Lambeau that, you know, Hoyer went down. Short week. There's yeah. no football always favors the home team. Yeah, so it was just, yeah, it was done. It, it, and you mentioned that, like, Rogers completed a career high and franchise record of 39 passes, but he did it at 5.8 yards per attempt. So, and a lot of that was just late when the game was pretty much... Out of reach, he was 20 of 26 for 176 yards at 6.8 yards per attempt. That was a little bit better. And three touchdowns and 132.9 passer rating in the final two quarters. So he was okay. And how many yards did he have? He had what, total yards? Yeah. yeah. He hit 326 total yards in the game. 326 total yards and he had 33 completions. Yep. It's, and 53 attempts. That's not good. It's crazy. But the one thing that worked, worked well... This week is it flipped around the the pressure no pressure quarterback rating because remember last week he his best rating was when he was under pressure which did not make sense so this week when he was under pressure and he was blitz Leonard Floyd had a, a bit of a breakout game for the rookie he played very very well um, Penel McPhee being back co- clearly helped him um, get open and have easier looks but he he beat David Bakhtiari a few times which is impressive but plays under pressure fifty four point eight passer rating and then no pressure one hundred and seventeen passer rating so he was a little bit better but. Still want to see more. It was against a decrepit defense. Look, let's not be let's not beat around the bush here. Chicago's secondary and defense is not good, but Green Bay's receivers on many plays struggled to get open. They did, and then you look down the field, covered, 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 covered. And then after uh, after Rogers, it's like he's waiting until there's the pressure so he can purposely scramble. Yeah. Don't you think? It looks sometimes it just looks like he's he has no idea, mm. and it, he'll stand there. I think and he likes it that way better. Yeah, it's but, weird. It doesn't make any sense. No. So he'll stand there and stand there and stand there and he'll see the guy running at him and then 
even though he still looks like he could pass, he's you know he's waiting for it, mm. and then he'll eventually just throw the screen to cobble Devontae yep. Adams. So uh, t- look, we've got to mention as well, Ty Montgomery uh, played a really good role in, in Montgomery, Cobb, and Adams combined for 34 receptions. They had uh, the first time since 19... They, sorry, they joined the 1994 Patriots as the only team since the 1970 merger with three different players notching at least 10 catches in a game. So that was that was pretty impressive. I think Ty Montgomery is kind of like Green Bay's Theo Riddick. Would you think, like, the way he's used? Uh, kind of, yeah, but... Not I mean, less explosive. Theo's, I mean, he, Theo's in, unbelievably explosive. meant to do that. Now he's a running back, as Rogers stated. Do, do you think Cobb and Montgomery are a better running back than Lacey? Like, as the running back? Do you think it works I better think, than Lacey? I do think uh, Fat Eddie is overrated. <laughs> do you think Fat Eddie will be in Green Bay after this season? He's a free agent at the end of the year. Now he's a, now he's got an ankle injury and IR, problems with the weight, some form issues. That's yeah, that's basically his weight. Apparently. <laughs> that is correct. Bloody hell. No, he. Uh, that's the last memory that Green Bay will have going into re-signing him. The the great, powerful Eddie Lacy, who carried their offense for a stretch of eight to nine games, is so far so f- long ago. I don't know. I think he could be a free agent. I can't wait for the Colts oh, to no, spend on him and it would just be back. terrible in the Indy. <laughs> that's you know that's going to happen, unless they fire Grigson. We'll wait and see how that pans out. But anyway, uh, any last thoughts on this game? No, it was seriously. It was. Mm-hmm. Green Bay were expected to win after what happened, yep. and yep. what they got going on offense. You can't take it too seriously yep. because of you know the defense they went up. Yeah. Look, I love having an extra day of football. It's great, but I don't know about Thursday night football can anymore. They, the quality's I, terrible. I'm fine with Thursday night football, but can they after say the first two weeks? Can it be a week by week process where they they not maybe not? No, they can't. Not, because not, of the... Yeah, I don't know. They've got to do something. I, I would rather just have two Monday football games, like have an afternoon game and a Monday night game. I know it's, it doesn't work well in America. Because I reckon just start earlier. I reckon just start earlier and just have a, a Sunday that goes from midnight to the... <laughs> just just have them all back to back to back to yeah. back. Oh, my God. 24-hour marathon. You know it. That's pretty much what we do on a Monday, really, to be honest, because I, because we get up and we watch the games. The then game. we watch the, the Sunday night football, and then we re-watch, like, Game pass and things to take notes of the pod. Monday night, my eyes are hanging out of my head. When we pod on Tuesday night, I'm always struggling because Tuesday I just crash. It's ridiculous. All right, time for our week seven preview. This week's NFL lines are brought to you by William Hill. Faster, easier betting. All right, thanks to William Hill. Please gamble responsibly. NFL odds, they're killing it with markets. Stacks and stacks of markets up for the NFL this year. Some good player props and some good TV specials. Uh, one today, you could have got, I think it was like $6, Randall Cobb, over nine receptions. So you could have hit on that. Do, it would have been good. It would have been. Yep. Anyway. It would have been, but too late now. All right. So we said uh, last week that we did take Chicago plus nine and a half. But when if it did move under a touchdown, we're going to switch and take Green Bay. And we did. So that paid off dividends for us. Uh, last week, you went 6-6-3. Six, six, and three. I went 8-4-3 and three against the spread. If you're looking season long... Um, we split it into just wins and losses here. You're exactly at 500 now. You're you're back in the 500 mark at 46 and 46. You were beating me, but uh, after my last week, I'm just nosing in front now at 47, 45. But uh, we're back even after a really slow start. Our locks of the week are terrible. I think we're pretty much writing that off for the season, and we apologise. But uh, season long, we're doing we're okay. Bounce back. We're going to bounce we're back. We're going to bounce back. All right, let's uh, let's start with the New York Giants and 
Los Angeles Rams. That's a London game. Thoughts on this game? Uh, Odell Beckham questionable with a hip injury, but he'll he'll definitely play. And he was the, currently the the kicker for about a half an hour period before they signed Robbie Gould, which would have been fascinating to watch. Imagine him practicing with the kicking net. <laughs> it would have added more. Uh, I'm sick of that narrative. If he does something with the kicking net again, trade him in my league. You can have him. No, you're not. No. <laughs> no, too valuable after last week. Thoughts on yeah? Thoughts on this game? Like where? Sorry, I didn't even mention the line. Uh, minus three for the Giants at two dollars. Los Angeles plus three. At a dollar eighty-three, I really like the Giants. I think. So do I. Yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I can't. I can't see the their Rams. I can't see the Rams' offense doing what they did again last week. Again, I can't see Case Keenum putting lighting it up again. I can't see Kenny Britt getting getting wins over this New York Giants secondary, who who aren't the best, but then they're way, way, way better than Detroit, who are currently the worst defense in the NFL right now, according to DVOA. All right. For exa- I mean, I know we watch it thoroughly, but if you were just a general everyday fan of the NFL and these two teams were coming to Australia, for example, yep. Do you, I mean, I know it's technically the Rams' home game, but who do you think would, you know, what would be the more jersey sales for the Giants or the Rams? What do you reckon? Oh, Giants for sure. For Giants for sure, right? Absolutely. So it's going to London. I can't see the fans, um, you know, getting behind this Rams team. No, it's 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 more a it's more a oh OBJ's on oh, there. OBJ's, oh, what? OBJ's Eli Manning, huge. In... What they won two Super Bowls in the last yeah. ten years. Oh, all this. It's going to be. I don't know. I think it's it's going to feel more of a Giants home game, and I think that, you know, the Rams have had a decent start, so it's. Time for a turnaround, really. O- OBJ's huge in in Europe. We saw him when he was he in Germany, away. and it was just people were just chanting OBJ, OBJ, OBJ everywhere he went. It was it was just fascinating. And I look at look at their lineup. I look at their team, and I think uh, I think they can easily exploit that matchup if Tremaine Johnson isn't playing. Uh, I was just checking to see if he was on the injury report again. He's he is questionable. So if he's out, OBJ can really capitalize on it. Robert Quinn is playing though, so there could be some good pass rush. Eli might be under some pressure early in this game and I look on the other side of the field. I just can't see I don't know where the Rams can win in this in this matchup offensively. Well their running game is not going well, it's not Todd Gurley had the exact same yards and carries as Zach Zenner last week. That's not good. He's one of the most trap he's the most trapped player in the NFL according to Chris Wesley. Don't, don't you think it's amazing? But see like at the same time at the same time I don't know. Some of it, some of it, I think, has to be put on Gurley. Massively, or well, not massively. I, it's the offensive line. Like he's he gets tackled behind the line of scrimmage so many times. I know, but some of it, I think, once you've been hit behind the line so many times, it's it gets to the point where you just think it's going to collapse before you've even started running. So I think he might just be not like just succumbing to the pressure straight away and just going, oh, this sucks. Like life is horrible at the moment, kind of thing. But yeah. I don't know. I reckon Giants. Giants have it for me. I don't know. I just think the atmosphere will be for them. Everything will be for them, and I can't see Case Keenum keeping it up. Plus Jeff Fisher, he's a mediocre. It's you know, yep. it's the eight and eight team. Yep. They've had too strong a start. A part of me wants the Giants to just get their ass whipped because of this whole Josh Brown thing. The way they've done it is just horrible. Like you, you call Odell Beckham a distraction, and then you you have all this going on in your locker room. Um. And and just you you don't show any of any support or or stability for Odell Beckham who you know has some you know issues with his like maturity and and mental stuff that because he needs to get that in check and very moody but then you offer support to Josh Brown instead. You watch a race thing come out of this. Oh boy, you could see it happening. But uh, 
yeah, a part of me wants them to lose, but I can't see it happening. I'm taking the Giants minus three here. Yep, me too. All right. Plus three is very small. Yeah, it is. A, it's a nice line. I, I, the London games are always weird, though. I'm always sceptical about, about them. It's uh, Remember, the Colts-Jags game was very, very strange. All right, moving on. New Orleans plus six on the road at $1.91. Kansas City minus six at $1.91. Uh, Andy Reid, after the bye, just magic. That's pretty much one of the... Go. The best tropes in the NFL now. It's one of the. It was a great. It was my lock of the week. I'm kind of liking the Chiefs now. I'm a bit higher on the Chiefs because they, uh, they got my go. lock of the weeks back. I, I think they're going to be dominant again here. Kansas City minus six is is my bet. I can see them controlling the clock with the ground game. I think Jamal Charles. This is the game where he uh, starts to carry the load a little bit more, and they they use a lot of split backs with Spencer Ware and and. Uh, and Jamal Charles, and this is a chance to, against the worst, you know, run defense in the NFL. Although Sheldon Rankins, you know, might be playing, which would be which will be fun because he was a favorite of ours during the draft season. So that's that's a pro, that's a pro, but uh, I just can't see New Orleans keeping up with this Kansas City offense. Drew Brees and the Saints are completely, you know, split personality when they're not playing in the Superdome. It is, and going to. A hostile environment like Kansas City, Arrowhead. It's not gonna. It doesn't spell victory to me. No, he's a uh, very Jekyll and Hyde dome outside dome. Um, saying that though, the Kansas City defense hasn't been the same without Houston. So I don't know. I don't know. I, I six six is a lot, but I don't think New it's, Orleans. It's just under a touchdown, so I'm leaning toward yeah. Kansas City. Look, you know New Orleans are going to keep things interest, interesting and put up a lot of points, but. Marcus Peters is just—he's not going to—he's not going to let Brandon Cooks go for an eighty-plus-yard touchdown, even though he's got two of them this year. Yeah, but it's not Brandon Cooks that you really have to worry about in this offense at the moment. Mm. Willie Sneed's back playing in the Michael slot. Michael Thomas is killing it. Michael Thomas, yeah. Kobe Fleener actually caught something, plucked something out of the air, and nah, didn't drop that, it last week. That was a yeah. That was just one. But of But you've games. got you've got New Orleans seventh-ranked offense going up against the uh, eighth-ranked Kansas City defense, and you've got the twenty-ranked. Kansas City offense against the 28th ranked New Orleans defense, so it's not as big as we think. But for me, it's it's the fact that New Orleans are on the road, like you said. If it was at home, totally different story. Both taking Kansas City minus six. Yep. All right, moving on. An AFC South blockbuster. We're an absolute blockbuster. Indianapolis plus three on the road. Tennessee minus three at a dollar eighty three. The Colts are two dollars at plus three. Ugh, I don't know what to say about my Colts. Uh, that They're was really, really good. We had a hundred yard rush. I celebrate good times. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just see this as being a Demarco game and yes. a pass rush that's you know might be unstoppable. Yeah, they had six sacks last week. I think. Yes, they've had multiple sacks, multiple, multiple sacks every multiple every week. Sacks. No, they've just they're actually their defense is really stingy. Quietly. Quietly stingy, and their their run defense has been really, really good. Jarrell Casey's an absolute anchor in the middle of the field, and I just can't see where the Colts can win this game. I, I Sorry, not win this game, win on offense consistently, because if they can't get that run game going, there's not going to be play action. We're, we're banged up. Philip Dorsett's injured. Dwayne Allen's injured. So apart from T.Y. Hilton, we've got Chester Rogers and Jack Doyle. Jack Doyle. No, yeah, I can't see where they're going to... They'll always manage to score points, yep. but I can't see them. I, I I really see this as a game where the Titans will see like see this as a week where they can catch up on the division. If they beat the Colts, the Jags are versing Raiders, and 
uh, Houston's going into Denver, which you know yep. that spells disaster for them as well. So this this is a good week for them to bounce back against the rest of the division. Mariota's playing okay. He's not playing great, but then oh, he's playing much better now than he was at the start. Yeah. he's he's getting there. Kendall Wright's back too. Kendall Wright is massively. Yeah, Kendall Wright's great for stretches, and then. I think this is a stretch now, though, that he is back. I think this is a chance. He's to... had like two, three good games, Josh. Yeah, Calm but this down, is man. it. This is it now. Calm. Like he... so did Marquise Lee. But yeah, Kendall Wright's much better than Marquise Lee. How do we know? We'll never I, know. I can bet. It's a fact, Josh. It's a fact. But I look at this. Uh... How many times has Kenny Britt come back? Pardon? How many times has Kenny Britt? Multiple come back? times. Yeah. By the way, former Tennessee players, absolute stars now: Justin Hunter, Kenny Britt, Amidala. Zach Brown. <laughs> um. Yeah, I look at this. The, the Colts have given up 23, 23 quarterback hits so far this season, and Tennessee have had had six sacks last week. And then you look on the other side of the ball, Jack Conklin's actually one of the best-rated right tackles in the NFL, and Taylor Lewan's actually the best left tackle in football, according to Pro Football Focus right now. So plenty of time, plenty of hog mollies up front for DeMarco Murray. I'm taking Tennessee, and the Colts fire. Chuck Pagano, finally, please, please let it happen. I don't think it'll Please, happen. Please, I beg you. I don't think it'll happen. You don't think, what, that they'll fire Chuck Pagano or that they'll they'll lose? I don't think they will fire him. Okay. Are you taking Tennessee? Yeah. All right, moving on. Minnesota minus three. Our teams always seem to be next to each other, one after each other. It's on cute. This. It's cute. It is very cute. Minnesota minus three on the road, coming off a buy at $1.95, traveling to Philadelphia plus three to $1.87. Your initial thoughts on this game? I look at everything, right? So I, I, I look at the center of this defensive line for Minnesota, and I see the the offensive line for Philadelphia, which is now their biggest weakness after losing Lane Johnson. And Kelsey's struggling, and their guys are struggling, and Jason Peters is getting older. And I see that, and I just think, oh my God. Then I think, you know, despite the defense generating enough pressure early on, I'm not sure if they're going to be able to exploit what um, Stefan Diggs can possibly do to them. And I also see Sam Bradford looking at this defense and saying, I know this is a weakness, I know this is a weakness, and I know this is a weakness, having spent some time there. Saying all this, there's just like a gut feeling where I think this is time <laughs> or something. I don't know. It's, I'm not sure if they're going to get in Sam Bradford's head. He seems to be one of those quarterbacks where you know something can get to him. I don't know. You just have a gut feeling that Philly... I don't know. It's like a... wonder what the reception's going to be like for Sam Bradford returning to Philly. Mm, they, they, they shouldn't be too hostile to him because the trades really helped oh, both the teams. It, it, there was nothing... Maybe uh, to begin training camp when he did that whole holdout kind of thing, that might be the only bad blood that might be there. But besides that, it's, it's not like he left us or anything like that. We no, traded him. So. That's right. He didn't... Yeah. choose to leave. And that it's was... turned out to be a pretty good deal. So It's worked out really, really well for everyone. And you, you mentioned that offensive line. It's funny that you take Lane Johnson out and how just how quickly that line... He was a top five right tackle before he left. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's uh, it's not fun. And I uh, look, you're, you're right. Jason Kelsey's probably the smallest center in the NFL. One of them. And Linville Joseph's the biggest guy in the NFL who can eat another human being in, in less than a minute. I could see him having a monster game. And then I look at Big V getting tossed around nah, by Daniil Hunter. Big V will dominate. It's easy. Uh, no. You watch. I wonder how many times Kelsey gets called for chop blocking, Joseph. 
it's the only way to stop the big man. I know it's not fun, and we've seen Michael Bennett talk about it this week about how and how dirty he thinks it is. But it's the only way to stop the big big Linval Joseph. But I can't I can't pick against Minnesota. So you're taking Philly. I know you ought to. I do, but it's dumb. No. Okay, Minnesota. Minnesota. All right, moving on. Cleveland plus ten at a dollar ninety one. Cincinnati minus ten at a dollar ninety one. All things happening in the city of Cleveland recently. The Indians making the World Series, the Cavaliers winning a title, and the Cleveland Browns securing the number one draft pick in the 2017 NFL Draft. Now, in all seriousness, good vibes are going on in Cleveland right now, and could they pull an upset? No. <laughs> no, they won't. Um, maybe against the line? But, yeah, the line uh, is 10. It's uh, interesting. I'll give I'll give this I'll give Cody Kessler some credit. He's looked pretty good, a lot better than we thought. Hugh Jackson's done a pretty good job. Um, a lot of these rookie quarterbacks have been pretty pretty impressive so far this season. How bad is Goff? Yeah, how bad must Goff be? By the way, we didn't even mention that, but Goff's been taking a lot more reps in practice for the Rams, so we may see him soon. I don't expect to see him in London, but we may see him the next few weeks. But uh, in terms of this game, I'm really worried. Terrell Pryor has missed. A lot of practice week this week, and he's clearly the Browns' best player. He's the Browns. <laughs> Terrell Pryor is the Cleveland Browns, and I'm I'm a little bit worried about their offensive line against Geno Atkins, especially inside where Cameron Irving struggled again last week. So I I know the line's ten, and Cleveland have it have this uncanny ability to cover it, but I just feel like one of these weeks they're due a, a huge, huge loss, and I'm I'm really tempted by Cincinnati minus ten, who have had really tough opponents to date, and this is their first sort of easy matchup where they can really stamp their authority and make a run at this division. That's now wide open with Ben, with ben Roethlisberger, the reports this morning, that he might be out four to six weeks, not two to four weeks. So they still have a chance to, to make a run in this division, and Tyler Eifert is back, which is a huge boost for them in the red zone. Yeah, since we'll cover this. You're taking... Since he will cover it. You're taking The only thing I'm giving uh, Cleveland is the fact that Hugh Jackson might have a little inside info. But besides that... The former coach nothing. against his former nothing. regime. There's just not enough there. I, uh, for those that have been reading our Moneyball article, I wrote that um, Dalton is my quarterback of choice this week. I think he's going to have a, a monster... A monster, monster game with, uh, with Tyler Eifert back on the field. Tyler Eifert's back and there's also... Yeah, they've been giving up stacks and stacks of points to quarterbacks in fantasy. So this this it's it's a it's a good week to get things going on offense for a, an offense that you know is trying to find itself after losing so many options. But with Eifert back, this might be the the perfect week for yep. to say like, look, hey, Eifert's back. Yeah, the last three meetings, Cincinnati have won on a combined score of ninety eight to thirteen. So don't get cute with it. Take Cincinnati, take the points, and uh, there's a huge disparity in talent between these two rosters and this is the chance for Cincinnati to really get their season back on track and 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 get it get the ball rolling with a dominant performance. Moving on, Washington plus one at a dollar ninety five, Detroit minus one at a dollar eighty seven. This is a game that I'm expecting a lot of points and a lot of shootouts with their defenses and their high powered offenses. Jim Bob Cooter is uh do you see the Jim Bob Cooter for president uh logo Detroit posted? Very yes. suave, very cool uh, Jim, I can't wait for Jim Bob versus Kanye in 2020. That'll be a, a hell of an election, hell of a debate series. So we'll wait and see how that. I wonder what points their debates would be like. <laughs> someone needs to. Some, they'd bring up. Someone needs to edit some sort of video with Jim Bob Cooter talking and Kanye and try and get it in some they sort would, of debate. They form. would have something out 
I don't know. I don't know. I'm just not going to go into it. It's hypothetical. <laughs> Jim Bob Cooter with that name would secure a lot of the South vote. Jim, I'm voting one Jim Bob. That, that's an American one dream Jim for a few Bob. states. For a few states. That's a that's the American dream to vote for someone yeah, named Jim and Bob. Like Kanye, like Barack already beat Kanye to like the whole um, like fancy cool name kind of thing. Yeah, so. Barack is a pretty cool name. Barack. Anyway, back to this actual game. Washington plus one a dollar ninety five. Detroit minus one a dollar eighty seven. As I said. Plenty of points, plenty of shootout. Jordan Reed is uh, is questionable again with concussion issues, so we may not see him on the field. I'm I'm I don't know what to do with this one. It's pretty much a pick, and the line at, at a is one. I, I'm not sure after Detroit's horrible display on defense last week. Do you have a coin? <laughs> it is a coin flip. It is a massive do coin. Do you have flip. a coin? No, I do not. Damn it! I'm all pure card here. Uh, all right, I'm literally going to flip my phone. I think I'm going to don't not on this table, please. Be responsible, Josh. Can you do that for me? You like that. What's, your, what's your thoughts on this game? Um, I think that the Redskins have been very lucky so far throughout this season, and I also feel that way about the Detroit Lions. So it leaves me in a pickle, but I do think that the Lions' home ground does give them a significant advantage. I think Ford Field is still a place that other quarterbacks don't like going, and I think, I don't know, the Reed still missing is a big loss. Yep. But at the same time, I don't know. I think the defense will step up a bit at home for Detroit. Yeah, I just worry Case Keenum destroyed them last week and Washington racked up nearly 500 yards against the Eagles last week. So I'm going to roll with Washington this week. This is the first time Washington have have impressed me in their, their ability to keep the ball out of Carson Wentz's hands for 20 minutes and, and control the clock. I thought Rob Kelly looked good as a running back too um, for them. So I'm going to take Washington here. I trust their run game a little bit more than uh, than Detroit's, who are still probably going to be without Theo Riddick, uh, and we'll have to roll with Justin Forsett and Zach Zenner again. So I'm taking Washington plus one. You're locking in Detroit, is that correct? That is correct. That is correct. All right, moving on to Oakland plus one at a dollar ninety one on the road. Jacksonville minus one at a dollar ninety one. Another close pick'em game. I'm surprised Oakland are the favourites, considering that they've been very good road dogs this year, very good road team. Derek Carr has been actually probably better on the road than he has at home, kind of the anti-Drew Brees. <laughs> he, he, he reminds me a lot of Drew Brees, actually, in similar that, you know, they kind of have a similar style. He's not as short as Drew Brees, but he kind of has that same, I'm just going to air it out ability. And it, I don't know, it's working well for him at the moment. But saying that, I don't know. I like. I think. I don't know. I've been very pushy on Oakland so far this season. But then we we both predicted they were going to lose last week, and they lost convincingly. So I don't know. It was not a good performance. Probably their worst of the season, and it was the first time that they hadn't been within a touchdown in the fourth quarter in a game. So a very underwhelming performance by them. And I know they've they've won on the road, but this is a cross country road trip early game. I can see why Jacksonville are favourite. Despite them not being as good of a team, I don't think as Oakland, but uh, being at home is is a huge advantage for them. And and Jacksonville were were quite good at home when they played Green Bay in the season opener. So they they've proven to be a much better home team than on the road. They've had some some tough road trips, including going to London and things like that. But I still haven't seen anything yet from Blake Bortles. I know they won last week, but I thought he was just awful last week. Mate, you think so many quarterbacks are awful, though. There's not that many good quarterbacks in the NFL. There's a big drop-off between, like, the top 12 or 13. I think there's a big big gap. 
agree, disagree? Uh man, I think you're a bit harsh on the quarterbacks out there. I think if they... Oh look, they're great. Like they're playing in the NFL, but they're not they're not elite quarterbacks. Oh, I I'm not high on Bortles at the best of times, but yeah, I just I think this know. has been his worst season. Like even I thought he was better as a rookie than he is right now. I, there's something wrong with him. He's not going deep at all. Allen Robinson's still not taking any deep shots. He was leading the league in deep passing last year, and he's like 50th at the moment. Keeps throwing Alan Hearns in double coverage. But this secondary of Oakland is a chance for for them to, to try and get that back on track because there's a chance now that Hearns will be up against DJ Hayden. That's a matchup you'd like to, to really pass on and, and really attack. So Hearns is a good fantasy option for you this week. I think you picked him up in our league. Snagged him. Snagged him. I can't believe he was available. Who dropped him? I don't know. I yep. don't know, but whatever. Yep. All right. I am taking Oakland plus one. I'm taking the points here. What about yourself? I'll take the Jags at home. Taking the Jags. And moving on, Buffalo minus two and a half at a dollar eighty-seven, traveling on the road to Miami plus two and a half at a dollar ninety-five. Miami coming off their most convincing win in a while. They actually got some pass protection up front, and that really helped Ryan Tannehill. Played a lot better. Funny what a bit of pass protection and some time and no pressure can do for your quarterback, Josh. Yeah, and uh, without LeSean McCoy, this could be a completely different game, I think. I don't know. I like the way Miami, the direction Miami's headed in. They, couldn't, they can't go down any further from where they were, but I do, I do like this. I, st- I still mm. don't have that much faith in Tyrod Taylor. I know he has some mm. good games, and you know, so, but every good game so he has... so quarterbacks, Josh. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's kind of just like I don't know. He'll he'll. I know quarterbacks aren't just throw, about throwing the ball, and you know sometimes these athletic quarterbacks need to use their legs. But I don't know. I think he's gotten lucky with his legs a little bit so far. So I don't know. I, I, I'm I'm liking Miami. I'm liking them at home. Two and a half. It's it's two and a half is a stupid line to me. It, it is. It's just like it's essentially a pick 'em as well. So I don't know. Yeah. How often does a team win by two? Not very often. No. So if it was over a field goal, I would probably take Miami. I still think Miami can actually win this game. LaShawn McCoy's health is huge on this game. Can we put the disclaimer in here? But remember when Miami were never going to get anywhere close to Pittsburgh. That is true. But Pittsburgh, remember we said that that stat with Mike Tomlin is just horrid. Absolutely horrid on the road against teams under under uh, very like under 500. I can't remember the stat, but it was it was very 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 awful. It, Buffalo's got the number one. Number one rushing offense in the NFL, and the Dolphins are the 31st ranked rush defense in the NFL. So if, if LaShawn McCoy is playing, I'd like to take Buffalo, but if he's out, obviously that rushing offense takes a huge hit because... Thought he was already ruled out. He's doubtful. There was a report today that he might not actually be out. Mm. So if he's in, nah, if he's in, are you taking Miami regardless? Yeah. All right. I'm, I'm going to take Miami at the moment. If LaShawn McCoy does play, I'm going to change my tip. But again, who knows how effective he will be. The Sean McCoy injury. Bills running back won't play in week seven. There was a tweet from a Buffalo Bills writer, a uh, well-respected one, saying that there's still a chance that he'll play. That was uh, later today. So this is, this, this is just a whole... No, no, I'm serious. No, I'm just saying this oh. is just a whole... All right, you go put a story out there that he might still play. By the way, did you see last night some idiot journalist in like Spain or whatever reported that Roger Federer had died in a car accident? And the photo was from a car accident in Singapore from like 2014. And it just, but took, like, it just took. I didn't take off as much as I thought, but then I saw someone like quote tweet it. And I was like, oh my God, I hope you pull through Roger. And I was like, the way 2016's going, I was like, if they take Roger Federer, like, I'm done. Like, I'm just done with this year. But it was, it was all false. But the guy was like some verified like news reporter in like, 
in Europe somewhere. Mate, delete, he, delete he, your account. Did he come out and say anything? Oh, I haven't had a look since. I was just like, it was last night. I was watching The Bachelorette and yeah, priority. So, but still, you know, it was worse than when sad, Richard, it was worse than man. when Richard Wilkins killed off uh, Jeff Goldblum on the Today Show. Remember that? <laughs> Poor Jeff Goldblum. Unbelievable. The guy's an, an icon. You can't kill him off on a Shirley Breakfast television. That's so disrespectful of all places. Uh, all right. Baltimore plus two and a half at a dollar ninety one. New York Jets minus two and a half at a dollar ninety one. The big story in this game is Geno Smith named the starting quarterback for the Jets. Do you think it's the right decision? Ah, oh, man. They're at the point in their season when not much is mattering anymore. So I think this is a way to see if Geno has anything, and if not, they can just cut ties with everyone and then yep. start next season fresh, get Cutler, get, you know, anyone, go get Garoppolo, whatever. But, um, yeah, I think they have to see what they have in him officially like i know they already have before but it always seems to be in the last few games of the season and things that don't really matter mm. so it's uh i think it's the right decision because you really need to know what is what you've got with Geno Smith at the end of this year you need to work out you've got four quarterbacks on your roster obviously you've learnt now that that Ryan Fitzpatrick is not is not the answer he's he's not the answer for you going forward he's not the future you you used a uh, early pick on Christian Hackenberg, who needs a lot of work. Bryce Petty is not is not an NFL quarterback, so this is the chance for you to to see what Geno Smith is. Who's picking quarterbacks in New England? I mean, New England, New, New York. York. I'm not sure. Some That's horrible nice. selection. There's a couple of different. It's a few different um, regimes that have picked these quarterbacks, but still, it's like who's making these decisions? But I, I don't mind Geno Smith. I'd like to really see him against this Ravens defense. Eric Weddle's playing really, really well, but the Ravens are banged up, very banged up. And Joe Flacco is questionable with a shoulder injury. So we may see Ryan Mallett versus Geno Smith in an NFL match. Isn't that awesome? What a time to be alive. Absolute time to be alive. So we'll wait and see. It's tough to work out who to pick because of that. If Joe Flacco's out, I think the Jets could probably win this game. I'm not confident at all in in Ryan Mallett at, whatsoever. In saying that, it's not... Geno Smith, but I don't mind Geno Smith. He's at least showed me a little something. Ryan Mallett has showed me, has shown me nothing. But uh, Joe Flacco is, I'm presuming, is is playing. So uh, I'm going to go with uh, with the Ravens plus two and a half here. Yeah, me too. I no faith in Geno whatsoever. If if uh, Joe Flacco does play against this Jets secondary, the deep passing Steve Smith, Brashard Perryman. Mike Wallace, if Joe Flacco can get a little bit of protection, and he will because this Jets pass rush has been abysmal this year, he could really light up that secondary. So uh, hopefully he does play because it's a chance for him to really unleash the cannon. Uh, Tampa Bay minus one, a dollar ninety-five. San Francisco plus one, a dollar eighty-seven. Really interesting line, very very small. Doug Martin ruled out Jaquiz Rogers with the start after a pretty good performance against Carolina. And San Francisco's run defense is the worst in the NFL. They've been lit up in just back-to-back-to-back weeks without Navarro Bowman. That's sad. Uh, he would have been one of the trap players for sure in Chris Wessling's article if he was uh, if he was still healthy. Colin Kaepernick now making his second start. He wasn't great last week. Uh, there wasn't much difference between him and Gabbert. No, there was. He wasn't good, but there was still significant improvement over Gabbert. In in the with the with him running the ball or passing, just in general with the direction of the offense, 
Yeah, I think it'll get better going forward, but in terms of performances last week, I don't think the score line would have been that much different with Blaine Gabbard in the lineup. Mm. But uh, they still miss on a lot of deep passes, and they still struggle to get the ball down the field. Although the touchdown pass to Torrey Smith was an underthrown pass, and it ended up it paying, was beautiful. paying off. Uh, um, it was beautiful after the catch. Torrey did a great job. The Bucks, I I can easily see them racking up significant points here. I think Mike Evans could have a field day, although the 49ers... You say that are... really often, and it doesn't happen all that often. Yeah, I know. I like Mike Evans so much. He's so good, but Winston's just so wildly inconsistent. He's just... Oh, I don't know. He He's very, very inconsistent. But against this San Francisco defense, you really expect... You expect a better performance from from Jameis Winston. Uh, where can... And Carlos Hyde as well, questionable. So where can... San Fran exploit like what, especially with the way like obviously Colin Kaepernick's going to take another step forward, but where can they score some points? I'm not sure if it's like any one way, as in how they're going to exploit Tampa Bay. More that Chip Kelly's not going to go away from his ways. It's always going to be his methods, and I think I don't know. I think they all just have to buy in that what Chip is trying to do, kind of thing. I, it was when Philadelphia were completely buying in. They they were dominant, and I don't know. I I think teams are hesitant, uh, players are hesitant whether or not they want to jump on board with what Chip's trying to do and things like that. But if they, when they get this, you know, quick release, um, these quick release throws to Torrey Smith and um, Curly and things like that, it's effective, and they move the ball downfield, and then they you know they they quickly snap it, no huddle, and then when you have a quarterback like. Kaepernick, who's quick, it can be a real benefit, but at the same time, I don't know. I don't know. I don't like it at all. I think Jaquiz Rogers is going to have a monster day. Yeah, I, I agree. And that can that's the way for Tampa Bay to win. And you saw that there was the game plan against Carolina is to try and have these long drives, keep the ball in their offense hands because they don't trust their defense. Their defense is not good either. You're looking at these two teams and you think San Fran's awful, and they are, but they're actually a better ranked team by DVOA than Tampa Bay right now. And their defense is ranked better than Tampa Bay's. So Tampa Bay's defense is not ideal, but I think you trust that, that Dirk Cutter a little bit more with, with Jameis Winston and, and this running game against San Fran's defense to control the clock. I don't think Dirk Cutter's a very good coach, Josh. <sighs> no, I don't think Chip Kelly is in the NFL either. No. So anyway, we'll wait and see. Moving on, San Diego plus six and a half, dollar eighty-seven. Atlanta minus six at a dollar ninety-five. This is another game that'll have a huge amount of points. Vegas projects it at fifty-three and a half. It's going to be an absolute shootout. I can't wait for this game. I, <laughs> I, do you know how many times during the week that you're like, oh, this game is so exciting. Oh, there's a lot is... this week. There's a some good. There's going to be it's a lot of shootouts. Week. It's every high, week. High flying shootouts week. this week. This week more than ever. It's a lot of a lot of uh, Vegas lines are hovering around that fifty game mark, which I, is always good. I just think this is the way the NFL is headed, though. I yes. think that I don't know. That's a totally different topic, I think, because a lot of teams. Everyone's saying it's a passing league, but the teams that are killing it right now have been strong defense and running games. Yep. So I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. But um, yeah, I think to see this is annoying. Last week, even though Atlanta lost, I I, I was you know. I held them in high regards, and I thought they they put in a great show, and they could have easily come away with a win. And I I was thinking to myself, going into next week, it doesn't matter who they play, it doesn't matter what the line, I'll I'll back them. 
I'll back him. Then they come up against San Diego, who I just go, oh, Rivers always finds a way to cover this bloody line or something. He, does. he always just finds he does. a way to keep it close, and yep. it's killing me. And they're the team of the podcast, and that's the only reason I'm going to go with them. Yeah, I'm taking them as well. But saying that, Bosa. Bosa, my man. He's already defensive rookie. He's great. He's the leading. He's already the leader, leading it. He's great. They're finding some gems everywhere. It's, yeah. it's good. Yep. It's a good time for San Diego, despite their record. Yep. Um, Rivers has San Diego's offense ranked fourth in net yards per attempt and sixth in passing DVOA. So against this uh, Falcons defense, um, I can see plenty of points to keep them in it. And you can look vice versa, and you look at Matt Ryan, who's probably the, playing as you know, outside of Tom Brady, the best quarterback in the NFL right now, and playing really well. So I can see them putting up points as well. But in a high-flying game, six and a half. If, man, if it hovers around that seven mark as well, that's even more valuable for San Diego because uh, I can't see it being any more than that, really. No, it'll, it'll stay there. Provided there's no full-blown implosion, I guess, but I can't see it happening. But yeah. if there is, maybe Mike McCoy is out of here. Hunter Henry will have two touchdowns. Oh, good. I'm starting in this week. He's been an absolute revelation, too. Well, uh, he's, he's, the out- he's the only one I can throw to. He's, out- <laughs> he's outperforming Antonio Gates. Right now, easily. He's maybe, outperforming the 38-year-old Antonio Gates. Maybe Antonio Gates should take some more PEDs, take the four-game suspension, and just come back even better. Because he had a great season last year with the... Without the you know, PEDs have PD, PEDs work, bro. affect you for much longer than, you know, yeah, this is past the, the suspension. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> Whatever. Wait, you Good job, that, NFL. You're telling me that PEDs work? No. Oh, my God, no way. New England minus seven at a dollar ninety one. Pittsburgh plus seven at a dollar ninety one. I don't really want to analyze this game too much, except I'll say this: New England starting Tom Brady and the two tight end, the the grizzly bear and the polar bear, and they're playing Landry Jones. I'm taking New England minus seven. Um, this can, you, is, can you believe that it's only minus seven? It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. It is. Although trust, I bet you trust New England to cover the. Uh, Trust Pittsburgh to probably cover this after just blowing the Miami one last week and then covering this under just yes. crazy and circumstances. some crap, like two fake punts. Yeah. There was some puff piece this week that because Landry Jones is now a father that he's just got a... He's much more mature and has a deeper understanding of life and that'll just make him concentrate better and... Please, mate. He's still terrible. Yeah. You know Fitzpatrick went to Harvard? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I combine two drops. I can do it. Yeah, see, he's he's really smart <laughs> yep. and still couldn't save his job. Oh my god, no way! All right, Seattle so. plus two at a dollar eighty-seven. Arizona minus two at a dollar ninety-five. Carson Palmer hasn't practiced all week with hamstring issues, so he could have a very similar game to this one in that we have Russell Wilson against Drew Stanton, which will very much inhibit the game and make it very very one-sided. But if not. This game has the makings of a blockbuster. Finally, a primetime game that's actually exciting. I can't believe Arizona are favorites. Minus two. I thought Seattle would, would definitely be favorites. I know it's, I know it's on the road, but I was very impressed with Seattle's defense last week. I know they gave up a couple of touchdowns to Julio, but Cam Chancellor was out and they were just blowing coverages. But when it, when it mattered, Seattle made the plays. Yeah. And I'm still not impressed with Arizona. I'm just, no. I don't know. <laughs> I don't get it. They beat they beat the Jets and I I understand that from week they to week they did wipe the floor with them yeah. dominant and I understand why lines are made like this and you know because obviously bookies want to make money and things like that but oh my god no way sorry <laughs> no they're trying to just give us the money that's their job they're not no they're charities <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah but I don't know this line baffles me as well yep. Seattle Seattle looked great Arizona looked stuttering. Stuttering, 
Yeah, look, they they've, they seem to be back on track, but the last two teams they've beat are the worst two teams in the league. So, you know, I know you can only beat what's put in front of you, but I don't know. I feel like Seattle are more battle-tested and ready to go in a primetime game, and Carson Palmer doesn't look quite right, and if he is out, it's, it's tough. And David Johnson's amazing, and I can't wait to watch him go up against this Seattle run game who shut down Devonta Freeman and Tevin Coleman pretty much, made them non-factors in that game last week. So it's a tougher ask against David Johnson, who's one of the best running backs in the NFL. He's an absolute excitement machine. But Michael Bennett, KJ Wright, Bobby Wagner are all playing really, really well. And outside of David Johnson, you've just you've and Larry Fitzgerald, that's... Yeah, exactly. And you can easily see the 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 front of Seattle closing down David Johnson and them having to look for the safety net of Fitzgerald. Mm. But they they have the linebacking core and the secondary to cover mm. him. Yeah. Exactly. And we've got to mention their corners. Jeremy Lane and Deshaun Shedd, outside of Richard Sherman, who we know is good, who provides each and every week. Uh, I think Richard Sherman's the best corner in the league. I, that's I don't know if you agree, but it's it's hard to argue against. But, it fluctuates for but me. There are really two, but he seems to just be in the conversation all the time. These others come and go, but he seems to be in it consistently. But Deshaun Shedd and Jeremy Lane have been great. have been absolutely great. They... Whoever plays opposite Richard Sherman in Seattle it works. Don't ever leave. Don't take the money anywhere else. Or maybe Brian Maxwell, because you played one good game against Antonio Brown, might make it all worth it, but no, not really. It's it, it's it works. It works really, really well. And my only concern for Seattle is this duo of Chandler Jones and Marcus Golden possibly getting a lot of pressure on Russell Wilson, whose protection hasn't improved, but still not still very porous. It's, it's not the best. Everything's lining up for this Seattle-New England rematch. Oh, it's a 7.3% chance of a rematch, according to uh, Football Outsiders. I give it 7.5. <laughs> All right, we're both taking Seattle plus two. And now for the Brock Osweiler revenge game, Houston plus eight and a half at $1.91 on the road. Denver minus eight and a half at $1.91. Despite Houston winning, I still think they're... A miserable, godforsaken team. They are not a good football team. They did not win that game. Indianapolis. My lock of the week. Gotcha. Yeah, no, seriously. Uh, despite <laughs> despite beating the Colts, Houston are still ranked 30th in DVOA. They're the worst offense in football currently, and they're playing, you know, the number four ranked defense in the NFL. And I just can't see Houston winning this game. I can't see Brock Osweiler. I can't see Lamar Miller having a field day against Denver like he did against the Colts. Anyone can run on the Colts. Josh, you could have had 100 yards against the Colts. Yeah, on a bad day. <laughs> so I, I just can't see it. And I, I know Denver are going to be fired up. And, and Von Miller and, and Brandon Marshall. Brandon Marshall said he wants to kill Brock Osweiler. And I say Mate, this every week. It's going to be Adam Gotz's first week with a sack. Against Brock Osweiler, it'll make my year if that's his first sack against Brock Gutsus, Osweiler. Strip sack. Got this. Got this. Got this. No, Gutsus, yeah. Got this. Got this. Got this. He, uh, Denver. You, wor- you worried about Denver, the Denver offense, Denver. though? No. A couple of stagnant weeks. Trevor Simeon didn't look good. Stagnant weeks are fine, but they're going to feed off what the defense will do to Osweiler. Yeah. It is. I, I think, at the moment, Osweiler's kind of just laughing at this. I don't think he should be. It's going to be so hostile. I think, you know, you know you're kind of just laughing through, through your teeth, but deep down you're really scared. You're just trying to make it look like you're not scared. You know, when Rex Ryan was, like, joking around with Julian Edelman the other week before they played, the, you know, oh, you Julian, you play a quarterback this week. <laughs> Please tell me because I have no idea what to do. He ended up winning, but, like, you know what I mean? It's still still very insecure. I think he's very, very scared. 
I honestly don't know Houston's game plan. I don't know. Maybe throw it to Hopkins once or twice. I don't know. Maybe Brock Osweiler goes missing and Tom Savage starts. <laughs> That's your best chance. And Riot Mallet rocks up. Oh, boy. <laughs> Before the alarm clock. Rocks up on time. Wow. Catches the early flight. What's What's more likely? Brock Osweiler w- wins in Denver or Ryan Mallet makes the team bus? It's a, I don't know. Flip the coin. There you go. We'll put that as a poll. All right. What's your lock of the week? The Wooten Y Lock of the Week. Proudly brought to you by William Hill. Faster, easier betting. Thanks, Axel. Enjoy your weekend. Um, Cox Plate weekend. He's in for a big one. <laughs> a big, Massive. Big weekend. Massive. Nah, Houston. Houston, definitely. No. <laughs> Denver. <laughs> You're taking Denver? Yeah. That's De- your lock Denver of the week? Denver minus eight and a half. I think they could wow. win by over two. Huge. Huge line. I'm looking at it. It's a very tough week. Very tough betting week. There's a lot out there that's very tough to judge. I'm looking at Minnesota minus three here off the bye against Philly. I'm going to take them. I think their defense is good enough to uh, to uh, control and to exploit Big V and Jason Kels. You an idiot! <laughs> and I'm taking Minnesota minus three, but uh, it's a very tough betting week. Uh, there's going to be a lot of shootouts this week, so it's guys, tough. I know we say lock of the week, and we you know we're really rooting for each other, but God, I hope Josh loses this week. <laughs> as much as you know, I. I'm rooting for Sam Bradford in general, in life. In life. I we should get Sam, hope he gets destroyed can we get, this um, Can we get Sam Bradford's NFL.com photo just enlarged and put on a T-shirt? With his weird <laughs> eye sizes. Yeah. And, it's, it's, I don't know. Halloween's around the corner. Yeah, could, that would be a great costume as a, as a mask. <laughs> how many how many clown masks do you reckon? Oh, it's going to be over thousands, the top, right? Thousands. Lock on my door. All right. I, I went on to eBay. That's the number one selling item. What, a clown mask? Clown, clown mask. Wow. Ridiculous. Anyway. Crazy. Viral media. Anywho. All right. That wraps up the show. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at JYNFL. You can follow me at Woot Etc. You can follow the show at Woot and Why. Please like us on Facebook, the Woot and Why Show. We've got a Facebook player on there. If you give that a like and share that around, that really helps build up our audience and build up our show. We really appreciate it. Yeah. Get your tickets for Lunarville. <laughs>